Canada, what a wonderful weekend you gave to me. This is the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. I'm Dennis Farrell, and he's the man who just came home from his second home, Toronto. That's Petey Williams. Now she going, eh? That's a hard stop there on the music, huh? <laughs> it all it all work out. Wow. What let me first of all, I have to say for my very first ever wrestling pay-per-view, what an amazing first one that to get to go to and what an amazing weekend. I hate having to go back to regular life. I felt like I was Superman and now I'm Clark Kent again. <laughs> um Wait, you never even been to like a, a WCW pay per view? No, you I, never went to like a World War Three at nope. the Palace or anything like that. No, I wasn't. Remember, I was during that run. I would have been in Georgia for that. I've been to many WCW oh. shows, but uh, no pay per views. Really, you didn't go to that um, with anybody to that. Uh... Like Hell in a Cell, the Little Caesars Arena. You didn't go to one of those either. No, I think you and I. Huh? Didn't you and I? Yeah, we did. I know I didn't go to it, but I, I just because uh, I was already back at Impact. Um, I just I didn't know if you went with like Russ or something. Oh, okay. Wow, I had no idea. No, because that you have the, never the night been be- to a pay per view. The night before that, you and I were at the Kobo show together. Remember? Uh, oh, that's right. Yes, so I was back wrestling. That is correct. Okay, yep. so it's, yep. it's all ringing a bell now. Yep, never, never. I've been to shows now. I've been to a, a Raw, and I think you and I went to either a SmackDown or a house show or both. Uh, let's see here. I've been to many, many WCW shows, but no pay-per-views. Wow, and what a and now this could possibly be the contender for, you know how they have those awards are like, you know, pay-per-view of the year and stuff? Uh, this could possibly be a contender for it. Oh, easily. Can, I'll say this. The buzz in the arena that Sunday, I've been to a, a few impact tapings now, and I've never even felt that kind of buzz. Like, it really had a big show feel. The arena was perfect for the show. The stage was different than any other impact stage. It was bigger. I don't know if that's the standard impact pay-per-view stage or not. It had the old Clash of the Champions ramply up. I was just in awe and, and, and just, I would even say starstruck just because it was just an amazing day. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, see, you've only been to the TV tapings and it's hard, like when we're back in Windsor, um, it's hard to have like that, 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 that big fight feel um, when it's, when it's just TV tapings, nothing against TV tapings, but you, you're, it's like kind of stop and go, you're filming stuff out of order um it's a tv taping essentially when you have a pay-per-view everything's live you know like we're leading up everything's just led up to that event it's it's the pay-per-view so uh and just for us to be able to deliver i mean i like i was unsure because you know we had a pay-per-view redemption which was which was okay it was it was a good pay-per-view um and on paper i'm looking at it and the matches look good uh you know i'm looking at it some of the matches i was like well you know, you got a 51-50 street fight, which is like, you know, pretty much a hardcore match. Then you have a house of hard, hardcore match, which is pretty much a hardcore match. Then you have, uh, what were the other ones? Um, there was the that was kind of like, the international match. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but I'm just looking at some of the, like, the, 
the hardcore type matches. Um, you had Tommy Dreamer. You had, uh, yep, House of Hardcore Rules. You had uh, the 5150 Street Fight. You had uh, Sammy and Penta. And all those were like kind of like a brawl slash like hardcore match essentially, but they were all different. And they all did it in a different way. And it didn't seem like it was just like, oh, here's another hardcore match or whatever. Um, so, man, it was just I – was, I was shocked. And I wasn't shocked, but I was like pleasantly surprised how well the card was from top to bottom. I was blown away. The crowd was amazing. I can't wait to go back and actually watch this on TV. This is something – if you could get the tape, I would come over – and we should do a watch along too. Yeah, this would probably be a good one. I'd have to get some sort of. Uh, I don't. I'd have to figure out where I get it from. Um, I know. I'd, I'm assuming it'd be available on the, the the global wrestling app, right? I I would think. I don't know how long it takes for for it to become available, um, but that could be something we could do definitely. That yeah, would, it was such. It was such a fun pay-per-view a fun feel feel to it the crowd was amazing it the way you guys put the fans on the stage and then alongside i mean there was so much that was done different and that's what made it great was because it was just a different looking pay-per-view than anything we've seen in a very long time from almost anywhere else yeah the way it was set up it i don't know how it came across on tv but even when you're in it it was kind of like i like if you look up uh like the ceiling like uh, it's hard to explain you know what i'm talking about dennis like just with the lighting and stuff it was it was a really good it almost had like like a vegas vibe to it would you say you know what kind of like the lighting that's a perfect example i would even say it had a a stadium feel to it something like you would see in the wwe with the lights above and then you had the the neon you know led wrapping around it it just everything came together that gave a small venue a massive feel yeah with the scrolling marquee phenomenal everything yeah i Um, i can't say enough good things i everybody was nice it was it was amazing yeah, I mean, the, probably the, the worst part about it all was the catering, I would say. <laughs> we always come back to the catering. It, we do. Um, it, I said that once to James, and he yelled at me, uh, James Ellsworth from the Dugcast on the same feed. He, he's like, you know how many shows I've been on and we didn't get catering? I'm like, but James, bad food is still bad food. Yeah, it's uh, obviously he didn't taste the catering. Um, a little inside story: no. Were did we? If we, I think we didn't. We the first day we ate together, and they ran out of chicken, and uh, they were only no, it was one <laughs> chicken per person, and we were only allowed silverware, and they ran out of silverware, so I had to steal your spoon. That's the, I remember. You're like, can I borrow your spoon? And I said. Do you want me to cut your food, your food for you? Um, yeah, but it was. Uh, I, I didn't like. I, I went through. She gave me whatever it was—a scoop of rice, um, like two potatoes. I don't even know if it's potato day, and one piece of chicken. I didn't ask for more because I'm like, if I'm more, if I'm hungry, I'll just go back for seconds. And when Sanjay came back, he was like, "What am I, a child?" He's like, "I asked for another piece of chicken," and they were like, "No, one person, one chicken per person." <laughs> so. Oh man! Um, 
I think but, that you know that was the most I've ever talked to Sanjay. By the way. Oh, when at on Sunday? Yeah, I, you know him and I have never really interacted or talked. I think there's the oh hey your PD's friend hi how's it going and that was it. Because he's busy. Yeah, I mean, oh, he's really busy. Yeah. He's like one of the busiest guys back there. Yeah. So it was kind of like, cool to be able to talk to him for more than eight seconds. <laughs> yeah, and you know, even I like when I talk to him, um, I still feel like you know, even though we're friends, I feel like. I'm keeping them from doing something more important, but I'm like, screw it. I'm like, I get to talk to you, Sanjay, because, you know, we're friends. So you can stop what you're doing and listen to what I have to say, and then you can go on, all right? I mean, that's that's how I deal with it. But again, you know, uh, Sanjay and I are tight. Let's talk a little bit about some injuries coming out of Slammiversary. Uh, Some updates. I don't know if you've had a chance to just kind of catch up or ask, so... There were three that I know of off the top of my head. Uh, the third one's going to be foggy, so you'll have to walk me through who it was and how it happened. But you had Tommy Dreamer in his hand injury. How was that? Um, I, You know, I really don't know. Cause he, he said he hurt his hand. He thought he um, broke it for I don't think the he wrestled time. on the next... Yeah. Um, it seemed to be fine. He seemed to be doing okay. Um. He was texting just fine, so I'm assuming he's okay. I, I sent a tweet. Here's here's something, a little inside baseball. I'll uh, giggle at you here for a second. I'm sitting next to him, and you know how sometimes you kind of sit next to someone and you can see their phone, right? You're not eavesdropping. Mm-hmm. You just see the phone. And I see him playing on Twitter, and I'm like, you know what? I think we had a little bit of back and forth. We were by far not even friends or acquaintances, but you know, I was a third party into like a four man conversation. You were there. I think a couple other people popped in and out, but when you guys walked away, we didn't really talk. But when you guys came back, it was a circle conversation. I get it. When you're alone, you don't want to be bothered. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tweet them. So I send out the tweet thinking I'm going to be kind of cool. I'm like, uh, look, I'm sitting two feet from Tommy Dreamer, and he doesn't hate me yet, right? I send it off, and just randomly I look over. I can see him look at my uh, profile and then click off of it, and then nothing. I'm like, yeah, that worked <laughs> the way I wanted it to. Uh, th- but that's that's like that's the truth. It's funny because it's true. It is. Um, but we all do it sometimes. Let's be honest. We'll look at a profile going, who's this twin? Nah. Uh, and then he's probably like, oh, yeah, this is the guy sitting next to me. He's probably looking at my shoulder right now, <laughs> seeing if I'm checking. Oh, he is. Oh, man. I've got That's to, how probably went. Who, I'm gonna who pretend I have, I'm going to have to pretend I have a hand injury and leave. <laughs> uh, um, the Moose injury. Who, uh, oh, Moose. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think he had a concussion. It's, I saw it reported that he had uh, vertigo from the concussion, but I don't know. Uh that that was just being reported online. I'm not a doctor. I can tell you he was in bad shape uh, going yeah, back. No, he told me on Monday night I gave him a ride back to the hotel. Uh, and I asked him how he was feeling and stuff. And he said, fine. It just uh, he said the vertigo is getting to him. So I remember him saying the word vertigo. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but, you know, he didn't uh, – spoiler alert. Um, he wasn't, he didn't wrestle on any of the, 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 the TV tapings. So, um, I mean, hopefully he stays off till the next set of tapings and he's good to go by then. But that'll give him a fresh reset. Like considering he's about to either K 
continue or enter into a new storyline. Yeah, exactly. And you could tell by just by watching Impact uh, uh, tonight, Thursday, it, it looks like Eddie Edwards is starting to get involved with Austin Aries. So they're going, um, you know, moving away from that storyline. Uh, and, you know, we're just we're starting kind of, fr- I, you know, I don't know what storylines are continuing. Uh, but, you know, we're kind of, this is kind of a reset. Some storylines are continuing going forward and, you know, some aren't. And, uh, you know, I just, I know uh, Seidel and Cage, they, they have the rematch tonight and all that sorts of stuff. Um, I wrestle Ishii Mori tonight. Um, yeah. What, let's let's go on to the third guy who was the younger one of the younger members of the new LAX. Oh, Santana. So let's. And I'm not clear what caught him in the head to slice him open. Um, was it a trash can or a lid or it was something? Right. I don't remember what he said it was. Um, but I was there when the doctor was evaluating him. We both were sitting there, and he's like, this is a real oh, that's deep it. cut. He came in the next day with his head bandaged pretty good. Yeah, um, I guess they they packed it in. The uh, doctor didn't have the sutures on him, so, and they couldn't use the steri-strips because of the hair and stuff, but they steri-stripped his, uh, um, his wrist. His wrist was cut open uh, pretty bad, um, like the back side of the wrist, not oh, the, I didn't even the vein know that. part. Oh, yeah, yeah, he had, a, he had a big cut there. You know, um, I've stayed at a Holiday Inn Express, so I am qualified to do surgery if he needs me. So next time we're there <laughs> and I'm not podcasting, I can actually step in and do some stuff if he needs. That's Yeah, I mean, that's what we should have did. We should have got the operating table going on. and uh, I'll, be on, I'll, yeah. I'll be honest, well, I, that, that, I was going to offer, but I didn't want to overstep my boundary seeing that I'm just kind of Petey Williams' friend there. <laughs> well, the doc, I mean, I don't know how good he wasn't a doctor. I, I he was uh, a medic slash trainer. Um, I don't know, but when I got back from my match, um, you know, Sanjay and all the other guys were like, go, 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 see the medic. Go see the, go see the trainer. And I'm like, I'm fine, guys. I'm like, it's just a bloody nose. I'm like, no, no, go see the trainer. You know, I, you know, they want to make sure nobody's concussed or anything. And I actually tried to mess with the trainer because I, I do have a broken, broken orbital bone that was never fixed. So <laughs> if you feel the cheekbone and you'll be like, Whoa, this, this isn't right. So he's, he's, you know, squeezing my head and stuff like that. And I know I'm not concussed. My nose doesn't hurt. It's just, it's, it's leaking like a faucet. I mean, that's, that's just what happens with a bloody nose. And, uh, I said to him, I said, Oh man, I said, I think I broke my orbital bone. How does it feel? And he's feeling it. And he kind of gives like a, like a, like a squinty eye. He's like, well, it's not swollen, but you could tell he's like, this doesn't feel right. And I said, oh, I'm just messing with you. I said, I broke it a long time ago. <laughs> and he kind of chuckles and stuff. Um, oh, and, but then he's like, yeah, you know, I, I don't think you have a concussion. I'm like, yes, I know. I said, when I have a concussion, I can tell when I have a concussion. Like, I've had one before, and I'm totally out of it, and I don't know what's going on. And I remember everything. I'm, I'm good. But, you know, I, he's doing his job, um, and I completely understand that. You and I made our uh, TNA, or not TNA, our Impact Twitch debuts on accident. Well, on purpose, but wink, wink, nudge, nudge accident. Oh, when we walked around the ring to say hi to Sanjay and Josh, and I'm like, oh, Twitch. And they invited us on the show. They did you get, invite, did you they get inv- like a screen capture of that or I did. a screenshot? Of course okay, I great. did. 
So the, the the inside story to that, if you did see us on there, is PD allowed me to stand next to the ring. We were hanging out, and I'm touching the ropes, and we'll get into the difference of the ropes. And I think we talked about this before, but I want to bring it up again a little bit later into the podcast. So hold your horses. Well, PD looks over and goes, hey, they're starting a Twitch broadcast. Do you, do you finally want to get on Twitch? Because yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, the running joke around there is, you know, give Dennis a job. Hint, hint, wink, wink, ha, ha, ha. So you go, you find, you you want to get on Twitch? I can, I can get you on Twitch. So we walk over, and they're doing kind of their, uh, would you say it was, no, it was Monday, or st- the next day after Slammiversary, and they were just doing the little wrap-up and kind of Q&A with the fans. And we walked back, and to Josh Matthews' credit, he remembered my name, which I'm kind of shocked. He's a good guy. But a lot of stuff going on. So it's like, oh, it's look, it's Petey Williams and Dennis's friend. And I kind of thought it would end there. He's like, it's Den- or Petey's friend, Dennis. I'm like, oh, wow. Hey, guys. And then you jumped in and started talking, of course, because you're the Impact Wrestler. Nobody wants to hear from Petey's friend. Not even on this. Hey, but uh, you, you got name dropped on <laughs> I, Impact I Show. That's more than hey, that's more than some guys that think. Think about this. Guys that show up there, you know, in the black shirts, help with the ring and security and all that kind of stuff that are, you know, trained professional wrestlers are waiting to, like, get their big break to, like, you know, be on the show. Maybe they'll ask me to do security so I can be on the show or get my head shaved or, like, you know, uh, somebody will put me through a table or, or uh, heaven forbid, I, I actually get to have a match or something like that. And trained wrestlers. And then there's you. It's like, hey, Dennis, let's walk over here. And you get name dropped. Can I on can I tell you content. all the things you've just met, mentioned? I would absolutely do. I would go. <laughs> I would. I would more than happily let someone put me through a table. I would be thrilled to let someone shave my head on TV. I would be even more excited <laughs> to have been one of the security guards that Austin Aries got thrown on. Or how about the first part that I mentioned, like? A trained professional wrestler. Oh, that sounds like work. Whoa! <laughs> exactly. Pump your so I mean, brakes. you know, you didn't you didn't mention about setting up the ring. No, that's work too. Look, I just wanted <laughs> look. Put me. You want to do ta- all the fun stuff, yeah, right? <laughs> te- teach me how to go through a table, and I'll do it, and then I will sell the hell out of it because it will really hurt me. Oh man! All right, so. Made your made your big Twitch debut. By the way, um, and by the way, speaking of this, and I know sold it for you, and it, it was something I giggled about driving home alone. Was you were very impressed that I could hop off the the, the mat <laughs> without hurting myself. Oh, well, when you got down from the stage, yeah, you, like what? Yeah, you were really like impressed. Level. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, let's hop down this way. No... I'm like, can you do this? Can you... Yeah, I can do this. And I did it. And you're you like, wow. Down. You were shocked, weren't you? Yeah, I was a little bit. But then <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait a second. Petey's way too shocked for that. Hey, I just wanted to make sure you had dress shoes on and stuff. Like, it wasn't the proper, like, you know, a, a absorption of the blow and all. Like, it just, I didn't want you hurting yourself. And then. Yeah, you're in Canada. You don't have insurance over here. It could it could have been a mess. I would have made you drag me to Buffalo. I drive across the border to New York there, yeah. Yes, because I have insurance there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, other than the first uh, Slammiversary 
and a little bit of the first because I beat it out pretty early, earlier than I wanted to. And it mainly was because, A, I was just kind of sitting around getting bored. And then I kept thinking, yeah, all right, you know, here's the problem. I've got a four and a half hour drive ahead of me. I have to go to my real job in the morning. Is it just worth kind of hanging out to get, you know, to get home super late? So I'm like, yeah, I'll just hit the road early. And I kind of felt like I was, I kind of felt like you thought I might have been mad or just like, oh, I'm leaving. There's nothing going on. And that really wasn't the case. No, no, and I understand, and it's just, it's tough. We're trying to cram, you know, four weeks of television in a, a two-day period. Um, you know, and I have other stuff to do besides just uh, wrestle. Like, I had a, a couple matches that I showed you that I had to age in that day and stuff. And, and even the day of the pay-per-view, like, my job was to just wrestle, right? And then uh, it was thrown on me, and we could talk about this, like, mm-hmm last last minute like i believe it was halfway through the show um one of the referees for the main event came up to me and said hey Petey, um with the belt we're doing the boxing entering introductions um do you want me to uh you know hold take the belt from aries or does aries hand it to curtis granderson or do i take and he's asking me logistics about it and i'm like hmm i said that's a good question i said why don't you ask austin aries and see what he wants to do he said, I did ask him. He said, that's more of a production question. And I'm like, okay. So I look on the sheet to see whose match, the agent of the match was. And it was Scott Demore. And I go over to Scott. And uh, I said, hey, Scott. And he was like kind of near Curtis Granderson. And I said, <laughs> I have a question. What's that? Name dropper. Well, I, like he was by Curtis, Ross, and then uh, the, the medic. And I said, hey, Scott. I said, do you want, or how do you want this? What's going on? And he looks and he goes, I don't know. How do we usually do it? Like, it's just something you don't remember. It just, you've done it so many times that it, it always looks right no matter how you do it. And uh, he's like, uh, well, let's do it this, that, and the other thing. Like, let's do it this way. I said, yeah, that sounds good. And he goes, hey, Petey, uh, you want to help me with this match? You got it? Will you be in the truck for it? And I'm like, I mean, what are you going to say? No. So I'm like, yeah. Sure. So then I get with, uh, you know, Austin Aries and stuff. I'm like, hey, what's going on? You know, camera angles and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay. And is Curtis getting involved? All that kind of stuff. And then um, I go over to Curtis just to make sure that he understands, like, when to hop up on the apron and all that kind of stuff. And he was still too early, but it was totally fine. He's not a professional wrestler. I get it. Um, and then I, you know, it, it worked out well. So I got thrown into that in the main event at the last minute. Um, wait, 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 before you so, continue, wait, before you continue, yeah, I do want to tell the people at home listening all around the world in the United States, I've never seen Petey Williams more giddy than when he came back and goes, dude, dude, I got to give Curtis Granderson directions. It, it was, it was cool because, <laughs> you know, I mean, you were a little schoolgirl. You were excited. Well, a huge fan of his when he played for the Tigers, Curtis Granderson. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, uh, no, I get it. I, I, yeah, I was like that. That was, that was like super cool. And then uh, you know he's a Blue Jay now, which is cool because you know he's lives in Canada and stuff. And um, yeah, so yeah, I mean that was cool that I got to do something like that. Um, and it, it's because I was always a big fan of his. Like back when I you know used to go to. Um, 
you know, Comerica Park and watch them and all that kind of stuff. It was great. I loved it. So, I mean, that was the coolest part of my night. I mean, you know, I some people would have been like, man, you know, like maybe the ref was like, I got to referee uh, the main event of Slammiversary and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, well, okay, I've been in the ring with both those guys. I mean, I'm not like super, not starstruck, but, um, you know, it, it is what it is. But with Curtis Granderson, I'm like, wow, yeah, this is really cool because I used to like cheer him when he used to be on the field. It was cool. So Highlight the, of my night. The highlight of my night was getting to watch your match with Rich Swan, which I'll I'll say this about Rich Swan. Say what you will about some of his past transgressions. I didn't know him then. Uh, I know this Rich Swan from everything and everybody I heard. He has done the best job he can to make amends. And that's as far as I, it's, it's all right with me. If everybody involved forgives him and he's made an amends, it's, it's all right with me because who am I to hold a grudge if everybody involved let it go and move on? With that being said, I got so much respect for the guy who a couple nights before that has a major concussion, whiplash, went to the hospital and still showed up to this show, even though he had a get-out-of-jail-free card, could have stayed at home, could have stayed in the hotel. He was there. And more than just being there, Petey Williams, he wanted to come out and watch the match with everybody else. That's how much he loves wrestling. Yeah, I mean, that was... And I know it, it was tough uh, when they told me like the day before, like, hey... We, You're gonna be wrestling. By the way, we we um, predicted it because with the second that Rich Swan news hit, I sent you a text saying, "So I guess you're gonna have to wrestle, huh?" And you're like, "Dude, someone just texted me like minutes before you did." Yeah, so I'm like, I obviously I knew something was up, um, and you know, obviously I'm I, people want to see Rich Swan wrestle, right? I mean, it was his pretty much his pay per view debut um, on Impact. And I mean, he's super athletic and just so talented and stuff. And it's like, oh, you get Petey Williams instead, um, which, you know, to some people it might be a downgrade. For some people, maybe it didn't matter or anything. But um, and I know some people were upset because they were really looking forward to seeing them. But, uh, you know, I just I wish him the speediest of recoveries and I hope uh, he gets back soon. Um, I know he was there supporting his wife, you know, Sue Young. Um, so that was probably a, a big reason why he wanted to show up as well. Um, and she, you know, even, even Sue, she had, um, a hell of a match too at Slammiversary. Like I was like, she really pulled her own weight and stuff. Um, and I was very happy for, for her match as well. But you know, you say he was there to support her and I will echo that and agree, but he Mm -hmm. didn't have to come out and stand with the fans and watch that match. He came out and I was standing next to him. We had some cool conversations. I feel like Rich Swan and me connected. And he will consider me maybe like his salt and pepper brother. Like we are gonna <laughs> I doubt it, but okay. No, no, no. Why are you pooping on our parade? I mean Rich <laughs> okay. Swan and I I think we are gonna create a tag team, you know, high flyer and you know, lazy fat guy. That's the name yeah, of Yeah, that has a good ring to it, yeah. Big nerdy pump. Big little nerdy pump. Little no, I'm fat, so I could be big nerdy pump. <laughs> big nerdy pump. Um, but yeah, no, he he was there all the days too. Like every single day, he was there for the taping. So very nice guy. Uh, yeah, 
I, I will say he is one of those guys you can you can walk up to and say hi to him and I I was blown away. Yeah, I mean, uh super cool guy. Um, you know, kind of bummed that he didn't get to be a part of that four way match. He was broken hearted. Uh, I was yeah. I, I mean and I was uh super excited that I you know, got to be a part of it. I mean, I've become, and we've joked about this too, but I've, I've literally become the utility player, uh, for impact wrestling. I mean, it it started back in November in Ottawa. I was not all the matches we had in those TV tapings. Um, I was not supposed to be a part of that. It was supposed to be Garza jr. Actually, they were supposed to push him, uh, but he hurt his uh, shoulder really bad. So they just said, uh, let's put PD in that spot instead. Um, and so, once again, not the first choice, but they're like, it'll work if we put Petey in there. And then, you know, you fast forward a little bit to uh, um, the Killer Cross angle that I did. I wasn't supposed to be in that angle at all. It was supposed to be another wrestler. And I wasn't the first choice. But then, you know, things got moved around. They're like, ah, oh, well, let's put Petey in there instead. But he can make it work. And then with this last one, uh, they said, uh, you know, uh, Rich Swan's out. Who do we use? Oh, let's put Petey there instead. And even the TV tapings. Um, I don't think I was supposed to have anything on the TV tapings. I think I was supposed to have an explosion match with Tyson Dukes, which, uh, spoiler alert, that didn't end up happening. And I know a lot of people were upset about that because they were looking forward to it. Um, but I ended up taking like the place of Rich Swan, which which he would have done if he was on the shows, uh, but he couldn't wrestle. So a uh, totally utility player I've become. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens next with me. But let me ask you this. And I thought about this when I was driving home alone through Canada all by myself. No moose in sight or nothing. <laughs> Let's say somebody is in your position minus the utility role. There's a wrestler that keeps getting, and I, I hate to use the word jobbed out, but is just continuously on the losing end over and over and over again. Okay. What would advice would you give to the wrestler how to, instead of politic, wrestle your way up the ladder? Um, uh, I mean, I can make a case um, for myself to not lose. If I really wanted to politic, I could. And I could probably win those cases. Um, but I don't. And maybe that's a fault of my own that I, I don't. Uh, like I almost politic to lose. Like for example, when we're in the production meeting, um, uh, when you know Johnny Impact won our match, and I looked at the the, the roster uh, and the guys in the match, and I asked God, I said, "So Johnny's pinning me, right?" And he said, "F no," because mm. because uh, we're in Canada. If Johnny has big return after so many months pins me, possibly he get booed. Probably not, but good chance. Um, and then I think Ishimori just signed with like new Japan, maybe he's in a bullet club and, um, he's finishing up with us and everything. So Phoenix was the only one that, you know, could possibly take the pinfall, um, to, to tell the story we're wanting to tell. Um, so, you know, and Scott looks at me, he's like, man, you're the only one I know that politics to lose. And I'm like, it's not that I'm politicking to lose. Like, I'm just like, I have no problem losing. Like I just, I, I don't. Um, cause I don't feel like I, I, I keep losing, I keep losing and it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, if, if you're established and they put you in roles to lose, I mean, that says 
the type of wrestler you are, rather whether they're putting you in that role to lose to get somebody else to get over, or if they're putting you in a role to win. Like it's a very important spot to be in, and if you're always in a role to lose, accept it because eventually you're going to get your chance. Okay, that 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 doesn't make any sense to me, but I understand it. Okay, <laughs> I mean just just I'm go t- with it. The last thing you'd want to do is complain. Oh, why am I always losing? Like what? I mean. You look at, uh, I'm trying to think, Sammy Callahan. The last two feuds he was in, he lost. Like, he lost to Pentagon at the last pay-per-view. He lost to that Eddie Edwards feud. Um, I don't know what feud he was in there before. They were in a feud with LAX before that, I believe. And he lost every single feud. And look how hot he is, I guess. And look, exactly. It does not matter. Like, it's... It's more about it's better than it's about the feud itself rather than if you actually lost at the end. Nobody remembered that he lost except for I just mentioned it right now that he's on a losing feud streak. Let's touch on a few highlights of the week before we usher ourselves out of here. Alex Shelley retiring. Uh, he tweeted about how his their you know the Motor City's machine gun match versus the Young Bucks was. You know, in fact, the last match for the Motor City Machine Guns back, was it a year ago before you even started wrestling or becoming a wrestler was a thing? I remember standing outside in the back by your car. It was me, you, Shelly, and a couple other guys would come and go. But Shelly was really talking about his education, going to school, how excited he was. This, of course, reading the news that he's quitting wrestling to finish up school became no shock to me because I was there for that conversation. Did you reach out? Have you talked to him yet? I actually talked. He texted me today. Yeah. Um, believe it or not. Yeah. It was. Uh, we talked about some things. Um, he was, you know, he asked me how uh, how Impact was going, uh, like how I like it now, uh, as opposed to like when we were there. And, so, and I told him how much I loved it. Um, and everything. And we, you know, we had some insider talk and, uh, um, yeah, I mean, he's this, I think this has been in the works for a while for him. Um, I know I've, I've talked to him about it, him finishing school and stuff. Well, you were there Mm -hmm. when he was talking about schooling and that was, uh, like three years ago or maybe more. No, no, no. I'm not three years ago. Like two years ago, probably. Right. It was before Um, the podcast. Well, yeah, it had to have been before the podcast. No, I think we were, we just started. Uh, oh, we might have we were podcasting just, for we a little bit. Just started. Uh, I think we we're podcasting for a few months or something. Anyways, um, yeah. So it was no surprise. I knew that's what we wanted to do, and I think it's becoming crunch time to him. I don't know if he's doing uh, clinicals and all that kind of stuff with his education. Um, and I think it's just he, and it's kind of like the same thing I did. Like I just think he prolonged it for as long as he could, and then. He was like, hey, that was it. And he, I just don't think he told anybody it was – everybody knew it was coming. I don't think he told anybody that was his last match. And he just said, hey, that's that's it. I, you know, and do I think he's going to be done forever? Oh, no. man, that was my next qu- – way to ruin my – hang on, hang on. Okay, go ahead. Petey, uh, you're, you're friends with him. Maybe yep. inside your talk, maybe not. But do you think mm-hmm. Alex Shelley comes back? No, absolutely not. Uh, you know, on second thought, um, 
Uh, no, I would say that um, I, I, I would bet that you'll see him again. Maybe not over the next year or anything. Like I think he's going to get settled out in school, maybe job, whatever he's got to do there. And then he'll he'll miss it. And then he might want to do like a one-off like for uh, – like. Maybe a Ring of Honor show, or reunion, or, or some maybe sort. a local show, or or whatever. You know, like he might do something. Um, but I definitely don't think it's the last time that you'll see him. Nope. So, what do you think happens to Saban now? Oh, Saban will be fine as a singles wrestler. Like, I mean, uh, when Alex Shelley left the company um, in two thousand, whenever it was, five years ago, whenever it was. Um, Saban went, did really well. He went back to the X division, won the X title, cashed it in for option C, became a world champion. Um, so he, he, he'll be fine as a, as a singles wrestler. He always has been, um, or you know what? Maybe he'll get a new tag team partner. How about that? Huh? When's his contract up? Do you know? I have no idea. I, I, you would think that Saban and Shelly would have like, kind of the same yeah like the same time frame but i guess not because um you know i think shelly was signed with him he was doing maybe the time splitters gimmick with Kushida when saban was still doing impact and then he probably came over so yeah i mean they probably don't have the same uh expiration date on their contracts but i think saban will be fine as a singles wrestler i mean he just did the uh the super juniors over in japan so he'll, he'll be okay Man, I, you know, I, it's a bummer. You know, like I mean, the Motor City Machine Guns. I've wrestled them a bunch of times, and uh, they're awesome. And you know, if it weren't for them, I really don't think. You know, the, well, the Young Bucks wouldn't have got into to to impact at all because I know they pushed for them to get in there, and then uh, who knows? I mean, who knows if there would have been the impact, uh, Young Bucks continuation and stuff or if they'd be where they're at now without the machine guns and all that, um, maybe, maybe not, but you know, they were, they were a big influence on the young bucks. I could tell you that. So yeah, it sucks, but, um, you know, there'll, there'll be other tag teams, I guess. All right. Well, the, hopefully I would like to see, and I guess everybody else would Chris Saban come back to impact, but, you know, that comes up to his contract. I did a quick Google. I couldn't find when it was up. So uh, pie in the sky on that comment. Let's talk about Abyss getting a contract extension now. This is, I wouldn't say it was a curious move. Uh, I see everything he does backstage. Is his wrestling career winding down? Um, well, I know he still does a lot of uh, indie shows as Abyss and all that kind of stuff. Um you know, I think at Impact, he's just, you know, strictly agent and uh, creative and stuff like that. I think the contract extension came with uh, maybe a, a, a new job title. Um, you know, at the meeting that we had on Monday with the talent and stuff like that, uh, Scott had mentioned, he's like, hey, Abyss, you know, just signed on uh, for an extension. He didn't say how long or anything. And he says, but also on top of being an agent, he is now um, – gonna help you know talent with getting bookings and stuff like that because abyss has been around forever and he has so many contacts and all that kind of stuff and getting third-party bookings uh that seems like that makes sense that that would go to abyss 
So uh, Abyss will use like a lot of his contacts, stuff like that, to help get other uh, impact talent, um, you know, booked on third party bookings and all that. Um, so that that'll kind of be his role going forward. And uh, you know, so I remember Scott saying, so if you have any questions about getting booked or anything like that, like when it comes to third parties, um, please by all means blow up Abyss's phone. So um, yeah, I'm not shocked. I mean. I'm not sure. He's been either. with the company the longest, uh, but yeah, since the beginning. So he's going to end up probably retiring there. Do you think we see him in a major storyline anytime soon, or do you think what he's doing now is kind of the course of what Abyss will be doing? Um. Oh man, that's a great question. You know. Man, Dennis, that's a good question. Thank you. I mean, I, there's I got pros one and cons. In. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Abyss, that character, um, you know, like former champion and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I was always a big fan of Abyss. Um, but then again, you know, it's almost like, okay, it, it's been like 16 years. Uh, Abyss knows he's getting older. He can't go like he used to. We all feel that. I know I feel that all the time and everything. And, you know, I don't know if he feels like, you know, let, 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 you know, I've had so many matches and stuff like that. Just, just remember me for what I was. Um, but you never know. He could come back for another monsters ball or something. Uh, if the storyline's right, you know, they can do it. I know they did it with Grado. Um, they had a monsters ball match at last, uh, down for glory. Um, you just never know when you want to bring him back. Well, what I would like to see, since we don't have like an authority figure at Impact, I wish that they would make Joseph Park like the the commissioner or general manager or whatever you want to call it. Because, um, I mean, I think that'd be pretty funny. I mean, you know, Abyss is a good talker, especially when he's doing his Joseph Park gimmick and stuff. And um, I don't know. I think that could be good. I think so, too. I would like to see P.D. Williams as a authority, but I don't know how you get there and how that works. But you know, he has evolved, whether it's just wrestling to what he's doing backstage, which doesn't get talked about enough, his contribution to putting the shows together because this guy is everywhere. Oh, yeah. Abyss has, like, he, he's really good at putting stuff together. Like, um, and, and, and like, I, I just can't... I know he's known for like this hardcore barbed wire, all that type of, he's that type of guy, but he can put together like a good, like storyline and lay things out and stuff. And he's really good. I've been in the truck with him when he's, um, to call him camera shots and all that kind of stuff. He's, he, he's good at what he does and he earns his keep with the company. That's for sure. Absolutely. Do you think, do you think Saban comes back? I mean, this is just you talking. I, I kind of didn't ask this question, but deep down inside with Shelly gone, you know, he's doing some amazing stuff over at Ring of Honor, but deep down in your heart with the way the changes have been made in the company, do you feel like a, and this is just you spitballing, no insider information, a Saban Impact reunion could happen? Um, I don't know. Would I love it? Absolutely. I mean, if, if I heard tomorrow that, oh, Saban's contract's up in October, let's say, for example. I don't know when it's up. I'm just spitballing. I would definitely say to, like, Scott and Sancho, like, hey, let's get Saban, you know? I mean, do you even know if we can, if it's in our, our, our budget or anything? 
Uh, I have no idea, but I would still throw that out there. Um, yeah, I want like Saban to come back. I want um, Jay Lethal to come back. <laughs> I mean, Frankie, um, Chris Daniels. I want all those guys to come back, man. Like I miss those guys. It just it it's it feels weird to me that they are under contract with Ring of Honor and not with Impact. It just it feels weird to me. Even with like guys like uh, like AJ and, and Samoa Joe and even Xavier Wood, like all those guys, it feels weird that they're under contract with WWE and not Impact. Like it's just it, it, it doesn't. I'm happy for everybody and where they're at and stuff like that. It just feels weird to me. You know what I mean? I just can't. Um, I, I can't rationalize it and put it into words. It's just it's it, it's odd. And fine, does that make sense, Dennis? It it, it kind of does. It's okay. I've gone through it a lot. You know, through three radio stations, two different ESPNs, Armed Forces, going from football. And truth, truth be told. I have every intent on getting back in and doing a fantasy football podcast. Now, with the success that the Doug cast with James Ellsworth, the wrestling perspective with you and I, some things that were talked about that could be in the future, I don't know if I have time doing fantasy football. All my fantasy football friends have been blowing up my email. Uh, you know, I have peers in fantasy football texting me like, hey, where are you? Why aren't you doing this? And it's kind of weird telling them, you know, I might have to take a year off because this other project has turned into almost a full-time gig. So I kind of get what you're saying where, you know, when you, you evolve and change and when you look back and the guys that were not with you at the beginning are doing something else, it, it still kind of hurts a little bit. Yeah. It just, it feels odd. Like you never thought it would, uh, it just doesn't settle right, I guess. I don't know. So let's wrap this up. And I have a complaint, PD. Something that okay, bothered me. Complaint? And I have been very vocal on Twitter. Dennis 77 Farrell. You can follow me there. And don't forget, you can follow PD Williams at IPD Williams. A little plug there. But here's the thing. Recently on WWE Raw, they announced a all-women's pay-per-view. Now, I haven't heard if this is a one-off pay-per-view, if they plan to do this every single year. I, I don't know if you've heard or not which what the case is, but as, as of this recording, haven't heard it. Petey, they were talking about making history and how this is amazing for the industry, but... What the hell? Haven't you... They just let's even use Impact on its own. Hasn't Impact and TNA had all women's pay-per-views before? Yeah. Um, I believe they were those one-night-only pay-per-views. I, I believe I was there when they filmed one of them. Um, in like January of 2013 or something. Uh, I mean, I think they've had many... Um, female only pay-per-view so um it's not new but then again wwe does a lot of stuff that's new for them they've never done it before and they say it's groundbreaking and um you know it's going to change the industry just like the the ladder match between Shawn michaels and razor ramon you know everybody says that was the first mat ladder match ever and and wrestlemania 10 no there was like ladder matches like 10 years before that it's just 
it's never been on WWE TV. And that's kind of like they do live in their own universe, kind of like the Marvel universe and the DC universe. Like, hey, if it doesn't happen in the WWE universe, it's never happened in wrestling. So, um, you know, that, that's kind of like how they, they play things. Like, they've never done it before, so it hasn't happened. There are all women's wrestling organization there's yeah. shine and there's rise, rise. and is yeah. there, there are one or two other ones that are out there they have all women's pay-per-views heck they're all women's you know organizations this this women's movement has been going on in the indie circuit for years and now i'm supposed to stand up and applaud because the leader in all of wrestling is finally coming around Here's the one thing I've noticed. WWE is always a year or two behind every single trend. And when they catch up, they want to pat themselves on the back like, look at us. We're the leaders and we're the first one to do it. And by the time they start doing it, everybody else is moving on to something else. To me, I, look, I love WWE. I, I love it. I will always love Impact because of the way they've opened their doors to me. They've let me hang out, see things I never thought I'd be able to see. The Impact will now be my first love because of the the way they've kind of welcomed me in. People will people are starting to see me because I'm coming around you a lot with you a lot. But WWE will always be the NFL, Major League Baseball. Everybody, even you, you know. Always wanted to do that. When we were backyard trampoline wrestling, we always pretended we were doing it in the WWE. But now, I don't know. You know, it's still amazing. Don't get me wrong. But the more I watch them try to play catch up, and then when they finally catch up, they want to, you know, hold the title over their heads and be like, look at us. We're the innovators. We're changing the world. It turns me off just a little bit every single time without going, you know, women have been doing this all over the world. You know, now we want to honor our women. You know, that would have been the way to do it instead of we're making history. Yeah, no, I agree. And with what you said, I agree. Um, Remember, though, there is a huge population out there that really doesn't watch any other wrestling besides WWE. They don't even know that any other wrestling exists except for WWE. I mean, they don't, they wouldn't know how to find it, a local indie show or, I mean, I don't know how with all of like, like how big social media is and stuff like that, but they feel like, Hey, WWE is only the only thing worth watching because it's on mainstream television and stuff like that. So, um, to them, those fans, they might feel like, wow, this is like, you know, a, a big deal. And, and people buy into whatever they have to say. I mean, how many times have, you know, you heard commentators say, um, uh, this has never happened before. Or, this is the first time this is happening. And then people like instantly within minutes on social media saying like, well, this is where it's happened before. And this is, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And they call them out on their stuff. So um, it, it is what it is. And... <laughs> I, it just goes to show WWE can really do um, whatever they want. Well, I, I, as I wrap up this podcast here on the Wrestling Perspective, the flagship show, I just want to give a heartfelt thank you to AUPD for an amazing weekend. Going and doing what I did made me feel 
you know, more special. It, you know, I've, (laughs) you and I talk off the air, but my podcasting career has had a bumpy road the last, you know, few months. And this trip going, doing this really kind of re-energized me, made me feel good. I had a blast. I want to say thank you to everybody in Impact, whether you listen or you don't. You know, Rich Swan, thank you for, you know, hanging out with me, making me feel like a a cool guy. Uh, I, just giving me a second there, PD. I'm saying a bunch of thank yous. You know, I want to say thank you to Jimmy Jacobs, who will probably never listen to this show. But I wanted, <laughs> I wanted out in the universe that he, he, he went to bat for me and and hooked me up, and mm-hmm. it was something he didn't have to do, and I deeply appreciate it. And I will never ask him for gas money ever again. Not that I ever did, but he's always has a free ride with me from here on out. All right. So and then uh, junk food Jeff too. Junk food Jeff, you know that guy who you have kind of mentioned shows up on one of the Detroit morning shows and does these junk food segments. I've I've talked to this guy not knowing he was junk food Jeff. And we had a great conversation. I've had a lot of frustrations and we'll leave it at that. And you've had the <laughs> same kind of frustrations. And after talking to yep. Jeff, you, 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 I don't know what it is about junk food Jeff. But you, it could be about anything, whether it's wrestling, sports, or whatever. But when you get done talking to him, you walk away going, man, I, I, he's right. I feel better about that situation. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Um, and, you know, and he's asking you for podcast advice and stuff. So, uh, you know, um, yeah, it was a good weekend, man. A lot of, a lot of good people and stuff. And, that, and that's what we are. Like, we're just a, a big family that want to grow a bigger product and just wish everybody success i mean that's that's what it is and that's what it should be and i think that's kind of why we're succeeding at uh at impact it, it was it was amazing a lot of people have come out and said the, you know this was impact's coming out party i disagree i feel like their coming out party was the pay-per-view where you made your re-debut um, what was what pay per view was that? It was a it was a special called Destination X last year, last so, August. So, me personally, I feel like that was their coming out party. They brought in was it Cornette came in for that one show, and then he did a couple of yeah. shows after that. They brought you in. There were a couple other surprises. That was the first show that I felt like it may have been shows before that. But that to me, that was the first show where everything came together with new, new booking, new leadership, new ownership. This pay per view, they bring you back, and I'm not saying that because you came back, but that show really had the feel that it it brought you guys from at that point you were a laughing stock. There were wrestlers that had told you in the past, "Don't go back there; they're horrible." I've I've heard it from people. That, yeah, that took you from laughing stock to all right. Well, they're not laughing stock; they're far from being where they are. And today, you guys have easily become 
mentionable in the top fan, not fantasy, but in the top indie organizations such as Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact. You guys are right back up there. Yeah, and I've said it before. Like, and people don't like believe in Scott Demore or whatever the case may be, but. I mean, he he's going to try to book the absolute best wrestling that makes sense, that's not contrived storylines that people aren't going to be able to follow. And I think that's why people are liking it. Like, the, it's there's not a difficult storyline to follow. People are like, yeah, I get it. You know, I'm, I'm feeling the emotion that you want me to feel during this storyline. There's no confusion or anything like that. And um, it's just, it's good, but it's, it's one, basic booking 101, but it's great booking, and that's what we have to get back to, and that's what people want to see. You know, you guys have had problems where, you know, in between that first pay-per-view and now, you would start a storyline, someone would leave. You would start a storyline, someone would leave, but yet you guys, Impact kept enduring it and kept moving forward. And sure, this podcast seems like it's been a rah-rah Impact-only uh, podcast, but Truth be told, I just came back from what was probably one of my best weekend experiences in sports, in anything, hanging out, watching, learning. Each time I go on these trips, PD, I, I learn things. And, and I, I feel like you can tell my wrestling insider knowledge grows a little bit more. No, I, I would definitely agree with that. And even when we talk about things like, you, you can see it a little bit more. I, I, I can tell that you understand things more. I don't have to explain things as much, and you won't ask the questions why as much anymore. Cause it's almost like you you know why. Like it's, I, I can tell it's growing. I, I definitely can, Peter, especially on these trips. What do you have upcoming? And if nothing, where can people find you? <laughs> well, we're back at the Rebelplex in a few weeks. Um, August 12th and 13th, we'll be back for our next set of TV tapings. Um, and then, uh, well, that's what I have going on, um, I guess, right now. And then you can find me on Twitter at IPD Williams. You can find me on Twitter at I, not I. Why do I, I do that like every week. <laughs> you always do that. I'm going to change my change it to I, Dennis Farrell now. You should. I, I, I might as well. But you can follow me at Dennis77Farrell. You can always email the Wrestling Perspective at WrestlingPerspective at gmail.com. Go to the website, WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. You can get all the links to the podcast. Take the podcast wherever you go. We will follow you in your headphones, in your ears. We'll entertain you. PD will do a song and a dance and his rendition of Oh Canada if you want. Just put us in your ears, hit play. There's all the links, whether you're iHeartRadio, Google Play, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, you can go there, click that picture, subscribe. Especially if you're on iTunes, rate, subscribe, leave five stars. That helps us move up the algorithms. Petey, guess where we were this weekend? Mm, number one? And no, not anymore. We were number two there for uh. a few minutes. We were, I think, at like 24, ahead of Ooh. something to wrestle with, just under Pardon the Interruption podcast from ESPN. Wow. Um, uh, I don't know how, but I will take it, and I will wear it with a badge, like a badge bar. Oh, yeah. I showed that off, too. I'm like, look, we're somebodies. <laughs> 
Petey's not a oh. guy. Petey's not just the guy that does comic book flips in a wrestling ring. <laughs> no, I also do. Uh, I guess comic book podcasts as well. Entertaining podcast, Petey Williams. Entertaining. <laughs> right. Why don't you, a Canadian, uh, destroy your way out of this podcast? <laughs> all right. Um, I don't. I don't know. Just see ya. <laughs> I mean, how do you want me to Canadian destroy my way out of this podcast? I I think you just did it. You see ya. Is all it? Right. Why don't you? <laughs> let's hang on. Hang on, Petey. Why don't you send us home, buddy? Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>